Well, we have been in a series uh, for several weeks called The Choice to Rejoice. Rejoice implies joy, so that's, a, that's a appropriate for tonight. Um, you know, we had a baby dedication, and uh, Jody's middle name is Joy, and so uh, that's really appropriate. Let's look at Philippians 4.4. 4. Philippians 4.4 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. In the Amplified Classic, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight, gladden yourselves in Him. Again, I say, rejoice. So Paul, the Apostle Paul is saying here, rejoice all the time. Rejoice, if we look, uh, and we covered some of this, but just to review a little bit. Rejoice just in the, the dictionary. The Merriam-Webster means to feel or express joy, great delight, or triumph. To feel or express joy, great delight, or triumph. That's just what joy means. To rejoice is to express these things. Uh, Antonyms for rejoice is bemoan, bewail, grieve, lament, regret, weep. You get the picture. Being down, depressed, sad, that's the opposite of rejoice. That's the opposite of what Paul's telling us right here. He's saying to rejoice all the time. Well, that would cut out these other things that he's talking, or the, or the, the, the opposite, which is to feel sorrow. There are times when we grieve and go through things in life where we grieve, but that's not to last forever. We're still supposed to uh, rejoice. We can rejoice even while grieving, rejoicing with the hope that we have through Jesus. 1 Peter 1, verse 6. These are a couple of the scriptures that we read kind of as a foundation. 1 Peter, verse, uh, 1 Peter 1, verse 6 says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire. Verse 7 says that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested. Will your faith ever be tested on this earth? It can't be tested. It doesn't mean God's testing it. We live in a fallen world. Does anybody just look around? all the stuff that's going on. We live in a world, it's, it's, it's not heaven, right? I mean, there's stuff going on, it uh, can be chaotic. But the, the, the pressure in this world can test your faith, can push you. And that's not abnormal that we would uh, encounter tests and trials on the earth. That's, the Bible says, John, John 16, 33, Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. Here, Peter is saying, if we go back to verse 6, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. So it's not abnormal if you, if you hit something in life that, that pushes back. Again, it's not God. Some people make the idea that God just is in control of everything, and He's just like, you know, a marionette you know, controlling everybody. That's not true. He gave us a free will. We live in a fallen world. Why, why does bad stuff happen? Well, uh, the world has fallen, has gone away from God. You have people that, that don't look to God. You have, there is an enemy. There is one called Satan that goes about seeking to steal, kill, and destroy, the Bible says. And there are those that would listen to him and listen to his ideas. So you have 
uh, an environment that's not perfect. And so there are trials on this earth. Verse 7 says, You may have trials that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So even going through the trial, you still praise God. Not praise God for the trial, but praise God in spite. Because we have a greater hope than anything we see or feel or go through. It says, verse 8, uh, end of verse 7, Glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So verse 8 says, even though you don't see the Lord Jesus, though you do not see him yet believing, so you believe something that's past what you see, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. So you're rejoicing even though what you're seeing right now may not, you don't feel like rejoicing. But he's saying, even though you don't see the Lord Jesus, yet believing something past what you see, you rejoice. And so we spent some time um, talking about very, various aspects of this. Let's look at Psalm 100 tonight. You know, Shelley didn't know I was going quite in this direction. I didn't know she had picked Psalm 100, but that fits. That, that whole first song we sang um, is based on this psalm. A lot of the songs are based on psalms. Psalm 100 says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Verse 4, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. If you go back to verse 4, it says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless His holy name. Now, we've talked about some different aspects of rejoicing. The, you know, we titled our series, The Choice to Rejoice. That because, that's because rejoicing is a choice. And we spent some time on this. We're going to spend some time on a different aspect of it tonight. But if we, if we rejoice or, or uh, express joy only when we feel like it, we're going to miss out on a whole lot of life and opportunity to rejoice when, when stuff isn't perfect, if we just don't rejoice then, well, we're missing out on an opportunity. If we do it only when we feel like it, we're missing out on an opportunity. We're not doing what the, the Word would tell us to do. And we talked about last week praising God. And you see here, praise and thanksgiving are very close, and they're related to joy. Praising God and worshiping God. Here it's talking about praise and thanksgiving. It says, enter His gates with thanksgiving. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. That means as you come into the presence of God, which, you know, He's everywhere. And if you've come to know Him as a Christian, He actually resides in us through His Spirit. 
But it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. It doesn't say, enter into his gates, you know, complaining and being sad and looking at all the circumstances. Now, every one of us is challenged to do that. Every one of us has done it multiple times. Every one of us has complained and whined and look at what we saw and just, you know, didn't like it, let it come out of our mouth. But we didn't have to do it. We had a choice, and we could do something different in the future. The, the Bible says here, enter into His gates with thanksgiving. So that's the way we're really supposed to, when we come to the Lord, actually when we walk day to day, we ought to be thankful. You say, well, I don't have anything to be thankful for. That's not true. Everybody has something to be thankful for, and if you're a Christian, if you know Jesus, you start right there. Regardless of what's going on on this earth, if you've come to know the Lord Jesus and believed on Him and confessed Him as your Savior, that means your future is victory and your future, no matter what's going on on this earth. He wants you to have victory on this earth, but no matter what, at the end of the day, when this is passed away, you're in the presence of Almighty God with the angels. No sin, no sickness, no pain, no hurt. That's your future, period. You can rejoice about that. You can be thankful about that. If there was nothing else, even if everything on this earth went bad, and that's not God's will, but we're saying, let's just scale it back and say nothing was going right. If you knew God, you could rejoice anyway. You could rejoice. He loves you. He, he, he's on your side. And if we, see, if we start looking at that and be thankful for that, well, we start looking past what we see. We start looking past what we feel, and now our faith starts to kick in. Well, that can help get us past whatever we're dealing with. Look, realize that God wants good things for us, and now we look past the situation, start to see possibilities where we saw none. When we start, look, when we start looking at the, you know, we just look at what we see. Well, I don't know how to, how to get out of this. I don't see how it's ever going to be different. And if we let our mouth agree with that, we'll go down. Anybody ever experienced it? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Just inside going, yeah, I remember that. Every one of us. You let your mouth rip. Let me, get, let me ask you a question. When you got done complaining about it, was it any better? You're in the same situation, only worse, because now you, you, you feel bad. All the energies, you know, sucked out of you. you. Now you're still dealing with the same situation, and you're depressed completely. Convince yourself there's no hope. That's not God's will, and that's not His best. He is on the throne. He's a good God, and He loves us. And regardless of what we see in front of us, we can say, wait a minute, I have something to be thankful for. Now, I didn't say it was easy. The Bible doesn't say it's easy, but we have a choice. We can in the face with His help. Not talking about your moral muscle and you're just going to tough it out. No, we're talking about God will help you do what He said. So we'll say, look, I don't feel like it. I don't want to you know, in my flesh, but Lord, I'm going to thank you anyway. I'm going to enter your gates with thanksgiving. I'm, he'll help you do that, and it'll change us. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Be thankful. Be thankful and bless his name. Psalm 95 verse 2 says, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully it to Him with psalms. 
Psalm 107, verse 21 said, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Notice that. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness. You know, we sang a song about that. The second song we sang tonight. We can give Him thanks that He's a good God. Even when we're seeing something, we don't feel like it. We say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like this is true. We, see, we can believe the Word, what He said, and thank Him that He's good. And He can turn things around. And the next step down the road can change. It says, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. Talked about that a little bit last week in context of praise. Sometimes it feels like a sacrifice to be thankful. Sacrifice to praise when you don't feel like it. It's like you are, you know, you're, you're saying, I don't feel like this. This is not what I, I want to do in my flesh. But Lord, at your word, I'm going to, I'm going to praise what well, can feel like a sacrifice. But he, his, his way is always right, and it will help us. Let, let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. Declare His works with rejoicing. So being thankful, this is one area. Looking back, look at what He's done. Look, look what He has done in the past. Look what he said he's done in his word. Being thankful for what he has done and what he said he, he has promised in your life. You could give a, a specific example. I know that was God in the past. And you can just be thankful for that. God, I know. Thank you for that situation. I, you know, I, I, th this should have turned out way different, but it didn't. And I know it was you. Nobody can talk me out of it. I know it wasn't a coincidence. You did that. Well, that's a good thing to be thankful for. That's a good thing to bring up when you have pressure. It's, a good, it's good to just list, you know, just put it in your notes in your phone or something. Just little things that he's done over time. You know, keep a, keep a list if you want it. Well, I, there was this situation. It doesn't have to be long because you know what you're talking about. Just to jog your memory. Well, he helped me get that apartment. He helped me do this car. He helped me do this. You know, he, he brought me my wife. Whatever. And you go down that list, sometimes when the pressure's on and, and the enemy will tell you, you have nothing to be thankful for, it, you know, it's all over, you can go back and look at that list and you realize God helped you. And you can be thankful and you can go back and just reiterate that. That's one thing, one way to, to, to encourage thankfulness when there's pressure. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now this is talking about something different. Now you're talking about some, see it's gives is not past tense. Gives is now and it's future, it's ongoing tense. So this is saying, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now you're talking about something that's going to happen. So we just touched on what God has done and to be thankful for that. But we can also look forward and say, God, you're doing this. You don't see it. You don't feel it. If you're going by what you see, you say it's time to hang it up. But you can encourage yourself. Well, he's done this in the past. He's done this. He did this. He did this. And now you can 
be thankful for something that hasn't happened yet because of what he said in his word. He told you that he loves you. He told you that he'll take care of you. He told you that if you do what he tells you to do, it's going to go well. So even when it doesn't look good, you can start thanking him. Thank you, Lord, you're turning this situation around. Thank you, Lord, it, we're going to have a breakthrough here. Thank you, Lord, this is going to be different. Thank you, Lord, my body is strong and your body feels weak. Nope. God, you promised me health and wholeness. I'm going to be thankful. You're thankful for something before you see it. That's faith. And you start speaking about it, you're stirring yourself up to believe Him. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Well, that would include the situation we're in right now. That would include next month. That would include next year. That says always he leads you in triumph. What does that mean? There's a way through. There's a way out. There's a way over. Always. Did you see the word that was used? Now thanks be to God who always. What does always mean? It means always. All the time. There's no exceptions. Now, to believe that in the middle of a situation that doesn't look good, you you got you to look at something beside your, your, your circumstance. you got to decide that I trust what God said. I believe Him, and I'm going to be thankful in the middle. It says, now thanks be to God. That's being thankful. Thanks be to God who always leads us. He'll lead you. Everybody say, He'll lead me. Now, who are we talking about? We're talking about the Almighty. Knows everything everything. He knows all. He knows every situation. He knows more about you than you've forgotten. He, he, he knows everything about you. You think, well, I, I, you know, you don't know certain things about how you got in the situation you're in right now. You don't remember everything. You know how you go, how you grow up and you think you understood situations, and then when you start growing up and start going through situations yourself, you realize what was actually going on in certain, you know, it might have been a social set of situation or it might have been a family situation. where You realize, you know, what your parents were actually dealing with. You realize, oh, what the school was like. Because now you're an adult, you're dealing with a situation or a job or whatever. Well, God already knows that all the time and knows every bit of every situation we've every ever dealt with and he knows how we got to where we are and he knows how to get us over no matter what we're dealing with every part and he, he said he will lead us it says now thanks be to god who always leads us in triumph that means he's got a way through that means he's got a way that will cause you to triumph amen always Always. And somebody said, well, I don't understand. How could, how could my situation turn? He's got a way. He's God. Starts with looking to Him and saying, Lord, I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to make this right. But you do. Lord, I think I'll just thank you right now for helping me to make it right when I don't see anything. 
I'm going to thank you right now. Lord, I just choose to thank you that you love me. I choose to thank you that you're good. I choose to thank you that you said you'll lead me. I choose to thank you that you have a way. And I thank you that you know how to communicate with me to get me to the next step. I thank you that you will help me. Well, you're, you're focusing on him now. You're taking your, situ- your, your, your eyes off the situation and putting, it, putting your eyes on him. We can be thankful for what we do have, and we can be thankful for where we're going. There's always something we can be thankful for, and regardless of what our situation is, we can be thankful for what God is doing. Ephesians 5, verse 18, if you can go back up to that verse. Ephesians 5, verse 18 says, Do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always. So we just read, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. Here it's saying, you give thanks always for all things. That doesn't mean you're thankful for bad stuff that happens, but you're thankful for God and what He's done and where, he's, where you're going. And in the middle of whatever situation, we can be thankful. But it says, giving thanks always for all things to, the God, to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If we look at Colossians 3 verse 16. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace to your hearts in the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to the God the Father through Him. So we just read in Ephesians that giving thanks always for all things here. In Colossians it says, whatever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks. Whatever you do, you're thankful. There is no place between being thankful and not being thankful or being unthankful. This says to be thankful all the time, giving thanks always. There is no state or place that we can be in in between being thankful and being unthankful. In other words, this says to give thanks all the time. And somebody will say, well, I'm not thanking God, but I, you know, I mean, it's not like I'm ungrateful. Well, think about it. If you're not thankful, then by definition, you are unthankful. So sometimes we think, you know, oh, I'm not, I'm not thanking God, but you know, I'm just kind of, I'm just in the middle. I, I'm not, I'm not complaining. 
But that's, that's not true. If we're not thankful, then we're not giving thanks. Then, we're, then we're, we're actually not in the middle ground. We're actually unthankful. So there isn't three states. There's two states. And so as we look to him and ask him how to go forward, ask him to show us in conjunction with that, we can be thankful, we can be grateful, and we can decide, you know what? I'm going to be thankful right now. And your flesh, I mean, you know, your body, your natural state may say, there's nothing for you to be thankful about for. There's no reason to talk like that. Why would, what would you think, be thankful about? Well, what's the, what's the alternative? Just be unthankful? Even naturally speaking. Just talking about walking around the office or around school or whatever. Is it fun to be around when somebody's just ungrateful all the time? Is that, is that even conducive to a good environment, just naturally speaking? Just, I'm, just, I'm not even talking about relation to God. You know, your employer does something and everybody complains about it. Or they do something at the school and everybody complains. That's not helpful, is it? Well, in our own lives, if we'll just realize, wait a minute, that's not helping me. I have two choices. I can be unthankful or I can be thankful. Now, sometimes me as a challenge, I can't figure out in this situation, I don't really like what they did. How am I going to be thankful for that? We can be thankful you have a job. I can be thankful I'm in school. I can be thankful. You can find something to be thankful about. In other words, I, ha I can go over into unthankfulness or I can find something that I can start being thankful on. Then I'm staying on the right side and then I let myself... I set myself up to go to the next step for God to help me. I'm staying in the place where I'm thankful. I'm not going to let myself go over to where I'm starting being ungrateful because I know that leads to darkness. I know where that's going to go. And we can do this with any situation. You know, you, like I said, our employment, our school, our family, uh, our health, you know, have you ever had something in your body, you know, like, yeah, that, that's just not quite right. It's, it's, it's not God's will for us to be sick, ever. Don't misunderstand me. But, you know, there was something going on, and, you know, you just complained about it, and, and then it was right. And then you had something else happen, and then it makes the first condition look like a cakewalk. It's like, it, you know, if only I could just have that functionality right now, you know, I... I would, that's way better than where I am. Well, it's always relative. You know, Satan will try to get you to focus on the negative aspect of whatever it is and forget about all the other stuff. In other words, you're having problems with your left hand. And he'll try to get you to focus on that thing to the expense of everything else and forget about the fact that your right hand works, that your brain works okay. You know, relatively speaking, we're talking about generally. It works. <laughs> It's functioning, it helps you to blink and breathe. Your feet work, your, your arm, your uh, legs work, your hearing works. You know, all these things, you can taste stuff, you can still smell, and he can get you to look at my pinky. It hurts. It hurts. You know, when I was growing up, I got into this... Uh, my brother was chasing me down the hall. You heard that story? He was chasing me down the hall. And, uh, no, I was chasing him down the hall. <laughs> I was chasing him down the hall. 
and he went into the bathroom. And if you imagine, the bathroom door is here, and I'm going down, and it has a little L, and then there's the bathroom. So I'm running down, and I put my fingers on the jam, and he goes into the bathroom, and he closes the door on my fingers, and he locks the door. And I'm yelling at him, open the door. And he thinks, he's like, I'm not a sucker. You were trying to get me. I am not going to open the door for you. I was yelling. He thought I was just mad trying to get him. I was like, open the door. My hand is in here. And finally, I don't know how if somebody else came, what he convinced him to open the door. And right then, one or two of my fingernails fell off. And these three fingers at the top were completely, you know, swollen. And we had the lady down the street. She was a nurse, and she came over. And anyway, they, they let the pressure out of my fingernails, and it was not good. <laughs> and so I couldn't, I, I couldn't do anything with that hand. But it was all about those fingers for a while. I mean, you know, it took a while. They, they finally, all of them fell off. All my fingernails, not my fingers, but my fingernails fell <laughs> off. And they grew out. That's a process. And then finally, I don't know, it was months before they were back to normal. But during that time, I mean, I'm focused on my fingers. And it's easy to, I'm not making light of it, it hurt. But it wasn't the end of the world. I mean, when you think of it relative, you didn't have an arm, or you didn't have hands, or what. I mean, it, it wasn't the worst thing. I, my hand works perfectly fine today. You know, I remember that. It left a mark in my brain, but it didn't leave a mark in my fingers. And... But, you know, I'm sure I was in fifth grade, and I remember going to school, and I remember my teacher, I could tell you her name, Mrs. Jorgensen, she's not watching, and she's halfway crying, you know, fifth grade teacher, and was like, oh, are you okay? And I remember that, going through it, but, you know, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but for a fifth grader, I, I probably felt sorry for myself more than I needed to. You know, I, I'm looking at the fingers going, I, I, I wish this wasn't like that. But, you know, it's not, it wasn't the worst thing. But, you know, Satan will try to get us to look at whatever it is at the expense of everything else that's gone, is going right. In the, in the big scheme of things, that wasn't that big a deal. It's over years, decades ago. But sometimes when something is right in front of us, how many of you know you don't have, you don't have to say amen? When it's right in front of you, you feel like this is it, man. I, I can't. It's hard for me to look past this. I, I don't want to thank God. I, can't, I don't see how it could be different. But if I, had had, if I had an adult's perspective, you know, like we were talking about, if I had an adult's perspective on that, which I did my parents, you know, they're like, it's going to be okay. But, you know, as a kid, you're like, yeah, but I can't go outside and play. I can't, I can't do, I can't bat, whatever. But you realize it's going to be over. It's going to be past. We're going to get through. We're going to get over. And so when we deal with something, we can go to God and say, look, God, I don't see how, but I know I'm going over. I'm going to choose to thank you. I'm going to thank you for what you have done, and I'm going to thank you for where we're going, and we're going to come through and go over and have joy in the middle of a situation that could we just we want to be depressed about. That'll help us. That'll keep our focus where it needs to be. And when we get through, we'll be so glad we didn't waste a bunch of time on stuff, on being negative, or being, letting ourselves focus on stuff that wasn't going to help us, but we got through with God's help, and we can glorify Him, and we, can get, we just keep going like that. No matter what it is, we can give thanks. Amen?